I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is our review of Rainbow Six Extraction. And today we are joined by a friend of the show, and I'm pretty sure by far the most guested individual on uh, most any recurring guest for the players. Most recurring guest is Paul James. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm going well. How about you both? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. How about you, Max? How are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad. I had a sneaky nap before this, so I'm feeling a little bit more, uh, you know, perkier than usual. Energized and ready to go. Which well, I can't dead. do it until eight o'clock because my wife's got work. No, I'm having a nap. <laughs> having a snooze. You fucker. Now it's fitting. <laughs> I, mean, she, I mean, she was working. <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting that we're doing this episode as a trio because Rainbow Six Extraction is a PVE. Uh, trios game at its core and we've all been playing it so thank you to ubisoft australia for providing review codes for the three of us uh which has been allowed to play at pre-release max give them a rundown of what rainbow six extraction is so uh in the simplest form they've taken all of the beloved rainbow six siege operators and thrown them into a player versus environment situation as opposed to the competitive nature of the pvp of siege where you go through and uh, you play out certain objectives throughout each level to gain experience and grow your operators and unlock new and fun things to do so thematically it is a alien incursion uh where mm-hmm. the idea is you go into these uh into these uh, scenarios where you either have to uh take samples uh return and save missing in action uh uh operators uh you know uh do research on on the things d- delete uh delete uh d- destroy elite grunts uh ex- or elite uh, enemies and so on and so on so it's very objective based but it's an all in the premise of this alien invasion uh which Knowing the, the original version of this game was Rainbow Six Quarantine, you can tell they very quickly reskinned this game Ooh. from zombies slash infected to aliens. Uh, what do you guys feel of the setting before we jump into the, the gameplay and stuff? Patch? Look, it's perfectly overwhelming at times in terms like, you know, we can kind of see this this world reclaimed. Obviously it's a like they're very contained spaces. You know, you're navigating a police station or you're navigating this part of a skyscraper or whatever. It's never anything huge. We're not getting like a a last of a style experience here where there's this massive world and you can kind of see how it's reclaimed different parts and how those two those parts blend together or anything like that. It's it's not it's not that sort of experience. No, certainly the, not the nature of what we're trying to you know how we're playing it. But um it, it it looks perfectly intimidating and that black sludgy bullshit kind of reclaiming everything gives me the shits. What about you, Max? <laughs> uh, yeah, Padge pretty much hits the nail on the head. So, um, yeah, they're very... Uh, they're, they're focused they're, they're focused areas. So they're not, they're not by any means small because obviously each area has... Uh, three separate portions to it where it it randomly assigns one of the the 10 mission objectives so each time you replay you will get different mission objectives in each of the three sections of the of the map generally speaking the maps themselves don't change between the three spaces it's more of it's essentially more of the same different layouts of the of the same area type thing but thematically they they do match the previous uh, the previous sections as you progress forward uh, yeah, but they do such a wonderful job of uh, hitting that that light balance and making you feel like you're 
constantly under threat and you have no idea what's going to happen around the next corner. Very much so, because as the... With each each time you run a level, you do have a time limit. And the reason being is the, the alien invasion is beginning to overwhelm the level. And by the end of that time frame... It's kaput. It's considered a high, essentially a high quarantine zone, and yet you can't get out. So, like as you're as you're playing, the nests etc. are spreading this uh, infection across the across the level, and and you're forced and you're forced to be done. And then obviously, as you progress longer in time, it almost feels like the more enemies begin to spawn. So you do the longer you're in there, the tougher it is. But you need obviously you need to get your objective done. It's it's a very risk and reward ward balance as said thematically i'm with you guys i did like it from a visual standpoint it's very dark it's very gritty but it's still quite shiny and oozy uh and the you know it's 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 an interesting theme a lot of pointy pointy little aliens like pillars and stuff just coming out of i mean some of them are called straight up spikers and all those yeah. sorts of things like it's yeah it's sharp edges and all that sort of thing so but like, that- oh we can't we can't do zombies anymore what do aliens look like well they have spikes and pointy shit <laughs> Well, let's 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 use that uh, as the next point of conversation. So the, it's the enemy type because you are doing solely PVE. The enemy types are incredibly important. We're here. We get a lot of the standard grunts, your your bloaters, uh, your spikers, your elites. Pretty much everything that you've seen in Back for Blood or Left for Dead, anything like that. There's a lot of the repeated types, uh, which initially kind of bummed me out and threw me off because like, oh, it's just more of the same. But it's a circumstance of just coming off back for blood that's giving us that sort of recency, uh, or is it just that are these types just that overplayed? Seen them a lot over the journey. Yeah. Like not not just through the games you mentioned, like even in non PVE experiences. I mean, hell, there's a again, I go back to the last of us, there is straight up a, a monster called a bloater in there as well. And it operates in just the same way. It's a bit more of a heavy, it can deal a bit more damage. It's not quite like the I mean the, the bloaters in this are like the tickers in Gears of War. Mm. And they, they run the, they do things the exact same way. They scurry across the ground and this short little fat blob thing, they get close to you and they blow up. Like that's mm. exactly how it works here. So it's a it's a well-trodden path if I use that one as the example and the same applies for the others. Um, but it all works. Like I think what, what really matters in these sort of instances is then what your objective is based on whatever the objective is, and this is kind of on the design back end, what are the right sorts of, um, infected or monsters or whatever it is that we need to throw at this person, this group of people that is going to cause them the most problems given what they're trying to do yeah. and and go from there. And what, what I found through the, all the objectives I've played when I've, you know, I've played this review version and even a few weeks ago when I got to play the game for preview, it was the same deal. Like they, what the, it was really well balanced. It was really smartly um, designed in the sense that, okay, they're trying to do this. We need to toss these at them. Mm. If we're trying to stealth through, well, we're going to throw heaps of nests around, like in obscure little corners and those sort of things. Like if it's a stealth, you know, go take this enemy down with a knife sort of thing. Um, whatever it happens to be, then they're going to throw specific sort of uh, scenarios at you that, that just make it harder. And there might just be little things like just make the nests like in really weird, awkward spots that you would never think to look. So that you might be walking through and you've you've missed it and then something comes out of it and goes at you. Yeah, and so- there, there's as you cover blown like it's that sort of thing the game does force you to sort of like look up and around and not not verticality in the traditional sense of you're having to scale like apex wood as an example but yeah. you really have to consider your surroundings because if you don't like max when you and i were playing we got swarmed and obliterated mm. 
But like, <clears throat> you know, th- this game, you know, you mentioned you mentioned bloaters. That this game has essentially two versions of that, where one is just a pure explosive. Mm-hmm. It'll blow you up if it gets in your face, and the other one leaves behind essentially this uh, this poison toxic cloud which prevents you from going into that area so if you're you know if you're playing sneaking you're trying to take things out in advance you've blocked your own path by shooting it in advance but if you let it get too close it means it's going to blow up and essentially flush you out into the open Mm -hmm. away from your safe space so you've got to play it uh you got to play it really smart and obviously you know, being based on Rainbow Six Siege, they do have that destructible terrain in the world that has carried over. I don't think it's as prevalent in this game as it was in Siege. A lot of the... Um, you can you can tell, tell specifically what walls and what floors and ceilings can be breached and what can't. I feel that uh, there's not as much as uh, in a Siege map as opposed to in this game. Uh, there are some points where you can just straight run up and kind of just bash the wall and 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 create you know create yourself a peephole so you can see on the other side this game does a wonderful job of giving you uh sound indicators when you're nearby something like a, a prompt will show up on your screen saying hey you can hear foot uh you can hear uh footfalls in this direction or you can hear um one of the one of the aliens cry in this direction so you can kind of judge where you are in relation to them and that will you know that'll allow you to change and change the flow of your gameplay to suit the style of the map that you're you're facing at the time, which is really good too. And yep. that stuff on top of the tools that you've got at your disposal as well. But what we dubbed in our uh, recording that we played last night, bits and the the wheelies. Um, That's right. Like Player two plays. Check it out on yeah, the yeah. Uh, Player two YouTube channel. Uh, Padge, myself, yeah. and Sean uh, did a couple of runs. Of... Was it was it really you and Sean? Like I feel like it was. It just was me. all you. Yeah, you, we both had to be <laughs> extracted a number of times. You. You uh king of the mountain, that thing. Oh, Max, you would have been proud. And it was all guns blazing too. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> but with that in mind, one of the things you said, Max, there is playing smarter. So very similar to Siege, this game actually benefits you from thinking tactically and not being uh, reactionary and sort of running into rooms. And, uh, you know, when we when Max and I first started playing and then uh, the same when we started playing with, you, with yourself and Sean Padge, uh, we just kind of went in, not really organizing what we're going to do, not planning with our with our tech and our recons, etc. We just kind of went on in, but very quickly we found out that if you don't work together, if you don't plan ahead, you are going to have a shit time. Which personally, I think is a massive massive improvement compared to uh, most other first person shooters right now. Mostly because I'm an old man right so like i don't have that those twitch reflexes like i used to or ever had you know so be able to play tactically and talk and communicate and think and apply strategy to what you're doing uh and i think that to me that is the key of success because with my skill set being lower if it's entirely run and gun i start falling back really really far where here if i'm just playing recon i'm still contributing to the team i'm still contributing to the clearing of the levels hitting the objectives without relying on soul kill count it's uh it's a big plus for me yeah and i mean everyone carries their own strategies right i mean yeah. you you just described yours for me uh, from when we played together, it didn't work because I didn't realize I had was uh, lacking a silencer at the time. But like, I'm real, I'm real big on okay, let's go through and pick off all these nests because they're spawning out of these things. So if we can nip that in the bud, and then just continue to inch around, like maybe everyone else is doing what they're doing, but I'm just going through and I'm picking them off at the source. 
then that's going to make it a lot easier for us going forward. And I feel like actually in that run that thankfully is in the player two plays that's going to go live as of when you're watching this video, like that really highlighted that. And thankfully it was like recording my perspective. So if anyone wants to know what I'm talking about, please go check it out. I'll stop plugging things there. Um, <laughs> like that style really complemented what you and Sean were doing. Like mm. I, was, I was able to go through and I'll take out this and this and this and bang, 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 take all those out. And it gave you guys an easier ride at the same time, allowed you to play your way. It allowed Sean to play his way. Um, and so everyone can contribute. Like you can lean on your strengths. There's a little bit of communication beforehand. And again, that shows in the video because we were so keen to get the video started that we didn't actually, we jumped into the game and, oh, hang on, shit. We didn't talk about loadouts or any of that sort of thing. We just jumped straight in and we got owned immediately. Yep. Um, but if you take that two minutes go, okay, well, we need this, we need this, we need this. Who wants to do it? You're good. You're gonna mm. go at least decently well. I find the game that <clears throat> the game really rewards stealth style gameplay too. Um, so far from what uh, from what I've experienced in the game, every single monster can be killed in one hit if you yeah. if you yeah. land that headshot and they're unaware. Same with uh, if you're sneaking up on them and you you do the uh, you do the close range melee attack. If it's a takedown, it's a one hit kill. They really um, you know they really reward you for taking that stealthy approach. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't go in guns blazing, but I find that when I do that, you kind of chew through your ammo very quickly, and ammo is a very scarce resource in this game. And that's one uh, thing they because... do really, really smart about, like, in terms of resources, because, uh, like, there are there are resources scattered throughout, and they're scattered within the the uh, sort of transition moments in the hazmat. But even then, if you're playing a trio, there's only two ammo replacements. There's only mm. one med kit, two med kits. So you're spot on. You have to really watch your resources. It's very clever. I mean, we did the same thing when, when we played as a group. It was it was because uh, although you can see uh, your teammates' health, it doesn't give you a number for their health. It's like, hey, what health are you on? Uh, I've got I've got sixty. Okay, cool. I'm on forty nine. I'm going to take this health pack because I've got the lowest. And you you know you you just work with your team to to work out what's going on and how how best to progress to you know. You, you want to get through the levels as much as possible because the experience points ramps up the more uh, objectives you complete in that, in that singular run. So it's beneficial for the team to work together and try and get as far as possible. Well, that's very true. And a team is only as good as the sum of its parts. And with that comes in mind the operators that we are using. So they are, as a, that is straight up pulled from Siege. It's the same operators you've known before, like Sledge, etc. They're all there. But there is a difference here. If you play a character, even if it is your main, uh, if it gets taken, if it gets uh, taken out of action, it's injured, they're Dunskies. They're out. So a, a, a particular character can be uh, either injured, as in they are inactive for a window of time, and as you play more rounds, their health regenerates. Or if you get taken out completely during a round, your character becomes MIA. They are taken over by uh, a protection, uh, like a protection chemical, and then the aliens steal them, and you have to go and essentially extract them back. Padge, how did you find this idea of not being able to rely on a single operator? Look, it's... It's terrifying at points. You're like, oh shit! Now I'm out of my like my my go-to my my default class that I'd like to play at. They're gone. Like there's a there's a couple that kind of fit the same mold for each kind of class. Like you you don't have one person who's mm -hmm. this gun stealth or that sort of thing. Like you, you've got a few different options to work with. But um, 
like it does get a little bit you start to get a bit anxious when you're like, oh well I'm now out of this sort of this sort of character that I want. So now I've got to explore. So it really it 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 encourages you negatively um to actually go through and experiment a bit, learn about what the others can do and and, and it is it it is rewarding. It pays off after a while. You do start to get a bit bit of a feel for it. You can still customize your weapons at the same time to to make some little tweaks that maybe pulls it a bit closer to, uh, the person to a bit closer to something you're comfortable with. Um, but they're all they're all things you got to learn. And I, as much as it's really a really anxious feeling when you've lost that person, whether whether they've gone MIA or whether they're just simply injured and out of action. Um, it's it's a bit anxious to think, oh shit, I'm I'm not going to be able to do it in the next round. I don't have my go to. You can you can still get there, and it's and it's a rewarding experience to learn how to play as someone else as well. Yeah, and then you sort of have to balance off your team as well. But look, I know I'm not I'm not playing my main. I'm playing a slight variant. Is there any chance that you can leverage this operator? I'll leverage this one, and then we'll we sort of you know make sort of makeshift it together. So yeah. whether you mean to or not, you are constantly progressing your skill around each of the. Uh, each of the types, whether it be like a, you know, sort of your recon, your assault, your sort of all-rounders, like you kind of hit a bunch of different beats depending on what you're, what you're looking for. Yeah, and if your characters are injured and you, you're somewhat proficient, I don't mean like a gun player. Like, again, I mean, anyone can watch the video. We're not, none of the three of us were like elite players or anything no. like that. But we, we, we took our time. We made it to the second and the third of the three rounds and obviously we finished one of them. Um, but because we managed to progress that far, there was a lot of HP that was recovered for those who were just simply injured. Like it didn't take them long to get back in commission. Mm-hmm. The yeah. very last one, we were actually successful. I had three people that were injured going into it and all three were all good afterwards. Now they weren't 100% health again. I'd be taking a risk sending them back in there, but they could be used if I wanted to. Yeah. The MIA folk, I didn't have any of those at the time, but um, you know, that's a whole other story, going and extracting them is is a fair old challenge at times but um well because max you had some difficulty the day of recording you you lost three operators <clears throat> consistently yeah back to back so i i mean it, it was purely my own fault i wasn't really paying attention to what i was doing uh and i was i was going into rescue one of my previous operators because when you when you hit that level select screen it does give you a prompt to say hey you have mia operators in this area so when you go in there one of the three objectives will always be a uh, a, a, a agent recovery uh, mission. So uh, the way the, the the way the progression works in this game as well is each individual operator has their own XP and they level up individually. And then you have uh, I can't remember the term for it, but you have your overall account XP, which allows you to progress through and unlock new levels. Yeah, milestone. the milestone levels. Thank you. Um, and when you when you lose an operator, your milestone XP goes down. Now, that, that XP can be reclaimed once you reclaim your operator, uh, but you do have a limited amount of chances to reclaim that operator. And I believe that if you don't make it in time, you do lose that uh, milestone progression. So you don't lose the operator, so, you just lose the progression no. <laughs> you, would have, you would have obtained, yeah. So I, I dropped from milestone level four to milestone level two in the matter of about 20 minutes because oh. I just kept making really dumb decisions playing solo trying to re- trying to get my guys back and uh all it takes is is one one missed shot and all of a sudden a whole room of guys are alerted and then you've just got nowhere to hide anymore <laughs> and um yeah it was rough so, so 
if if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that that uh, that kind of thing, it is it is generally easier solo because for the most part they do tend to push them into the earlier objectives as opposed to the later objectives. I, however, unfortunately, because it is RNG, I got unlucky and all my rescues were on the third tier of the map each time, even though I was playing solo, and it was it was rough. <laughs> It's rough. Yeah, just getting to that third objective, yeah. let alone then being successful yeah. is a, yeah. an ordeal. So, so I lost. Especially solo. Did you say you were playing solo? I was playing solo. So I lost two level four operators and a level two operator trying trying to get the person back. So that was rough. that was rough. So next time I play, I'm gonna have a lot of rescuing to do. So it'll be good. So as we'll we, all party up and we'll help you out. That's it. So <laughs> as we wrap this up, let's get into like sort of the nitty and gritty of it. Like let's all look at the technical aspects of it. So uh, from a visual perspective, as I said, the, the game has moments where it looks amazing and then when it looks almost subpar. And so the cutscenes look tremendous. Uh, where it's like it's really high quality like there's great facial capture it's re it's like a, it's real but kind of cartoony it's this really beautiful balance and they look amazing then you get to your main menus where you pick your operator and it's bland and like there is almost oh, yeah. zero texture on any of uh, any of the operators it's really kind of flat and it's gross but when you then when you get into the game itself it's this healthy middle you know, where it, it's, it looks really good. It's not as good as the cutscenes, but it's still very, very good, very sharp, very clean. Uh, you know, you know, lots of good, like, you know, colors. It, it, it's fantastic. But that discrepancy between the main menu and just the gameplay and then the cutscenes is, is quite vast. And it really threw me off now, because when we saw, uh, the preview footage, because Padge and I did the, the, the preview uh, together. I was concerned that maybe this was a preview build, but nope, it's exactly what it is in the full release. Yeah, it's a little bit muddy. Those those character models when you're in the selection screen is is a bit muddy. It's a bit it's weird. I don't understand how or why they allowed that to happen. Probably one that you can quickly fix with a patch or two, but I don't understand how it slipped through in the first place. Yeah, what about you, Max? How do you? But, think it's, but it's only certain character models. It's not all of them. It se it seems to be only the. Uh, what I would refer to as probably the lower, the lower tier people that probably aren't as uh, like like as popular with uh, the, the like the players. They're yeah, probably no the one's going to want to play as them. So fucking. Well, yeah, they're it, probably the least picked. So it's just like. Uh, it kind of varies. It, like the one that wears the ballistic mask got the most deadest eyes you've ever seen, and like a really flat texture on the mask. And there's the one with the gas mask. It's super flat as well. And the yeah, there's some as you said, there are some that just look really kind of subpar. Uh, but one of the things you complimented as well, Max, was the audio design. Yeah, so the, uh, as I mentioned before, the audio is really great, and especially the on-screen indicators of, on how their audio system works. Uh, like I mentioned, with the the footprint icon, the uh, it does give you a it gives you a visualized warning of when the the enemy is about to scream. Uh, it seems that they essentially when they when they scream, a uh, uh, they they pulse essentially, and if you're in that pulse. They know exactly where you are, but it gives you a heads up because you can you can see in the world all this red mist swirling around that that person. And if you you know if you if you get the shot on them fast enough while they're doing that, you can stop that from happening. But you know sometimes you don't see it; it it will hit you through walls <laughs> if you if you're not paying attention. So it's you know you've got to really use those indicators in the sound to your advantage sometimes. Well, but that, it can also backfire because that if, indicator, you, oh, sorry, if you're not ahead. paying attention and you don't have a silencer on, 
everyone's aware to to, to what you just did. Because the, the so, so you have the visual indicator on the right. watch of your operator as well. So yeah. when you're hearing those sounds, uh, it's also yeah because you, you, you know you'll hear nests and your your operator will like have this almost like sensor that'll beep 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 mm. you know as you get close to things and it's also visualized in like a graph on the watch as well. And yeah, and as you said, once you're spotted, you are wrecked if you're not oh, prepared. It's on. It's absolutely on. You're spot, you spot on. How, how do you find like the audio treatment? No, works a treat. All, all the things that Max was just talking about, like that, yeah, the fact that you can identify where they are in relation to you simply by listening. There are the obviously the on-screen indicators, but even the audio cues themselves, what you, you know, the rustling you might hear through all like, shit, I keep referring back to the video. But like, again, if people watch that player two players, they will see on a couple of occasions me straight up swing around, pull a, pull a 180 because I, I thought in a couple of cases, in a couple others it was legit, but thought I heard something behind me, swung around. There, there was in fact something crawling along there, bang, pop it. Yeah. Or like little things like even like the nest, which I said before, like that's one of my main priorities. Like you can, like you hear this weird, this weird rustling, gross, sludgy rustling noise of whatever it is that's inside at the time. And like I could hear that as I was moving through. So I'm like, okay, there's something close. Oh, there it is up there in the kind of the top right corner of the room, deliberately hidden. Bang. Like it's, that's really superb sound design. Very much so, very much so. But one thing, the, the final thing, that's one of the most important things really is the gameplay. To me, this felt, felt, like, felt like Siege in the best way. If you know how to play Siege, if you enjoy how Siege plays, which makes sense because it is one of the most popular sort of like esports games there is out there and just popular games in general, you're going to have a good time. I felt the game was to be incredibly responsive. It like all the little details were good. Uh, the one thing that we that Max pointed out that I I can't go back on now is if dropping dropping the rifles to semi-auto instantly improves uh, control. Uh, it's it's a, a game changer fa- game changer fact. Drop it down to semi-auto if you can. Yeah, most most guns will have either a burst fire mode or a single fire mode, and you just you use so much less ammo, and there's as like way less recoil. It does make handling the weapons a lot easier. But uh, because of my priority, I'm a sidearm guy, so I don't use I don't default to that. And usually, that's like when I wheel that out, it's because holy shit! Like last night, you know, um, you, you need you that And so, like, I was the only one left. I'd managed to load both of them up into the extraction thing, but the 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 monsters were coming straight at me like holy shit and it was just spray and pray to get out of there so it was kind of handy to go full auto at that point yeah but it is a it's it looked let's get into our final thoughts the game sort of surprised me just before you get into the final thoughts um i will mention that there is a quick play option but as we were playing it pre-release uh we can't really comment on how the matchmaking system works However, partying up is super simple. We had no problems forming parties, creating parties, yeah. joining parties. It was super simple. Um, it does do that thing of the party leader kind of has control over everyone else. So if you want to, at the end of a level, you can vote to just replay that same level straight away. But if the party leader is like, ah, no, I'm pulling everyone back out. I want to look at, uh, you know, rejig my inventory a bit. It will pull everyone out with them. Uh, it does give you the option to just leave alone. But it does give you the power to pull everyone with you as well, which is also good. And it's cross-play as well, which is important to know. So I yes. believe Sean was playing it on not PlayStation. No, he was PlayStation as well. Ah, because it came He's up with a different logo. So it's like so. Oh, yeah. Yes, we were playing on PlayStation. So obviously available on PC, Xbox, etc. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's all connected we, to your Ubisoft account as well as your PSN or your Xbox Live account, whichever you're happening to use. So yeah, you can play Crucible, which is fantastic and integral in a game like this where it is relying on online multi. Is if it's got crossplay, it's 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 life of this game is much stronger. But yeah, final um, thoughts. Oh, you're next week. You want one more? Yeah, I, 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 I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna mention one more thing. There are other game modes coming post-launch. Yeah, so there's a little bit planned for there's, it in the future and hopefully more yeah, objectives. Because, yeah, final thoughts, the game's really great. Uh, so I'm really enjoying what I'm playing with it in terms of I prefer PvE over PvP any day. So it's, A, it's ticking a box for me. I find the gameplay tight. When it does count, the game is visually uh, visually ideal. I love it. It looks good. Playing with you guys was, has been a ton of fun. Yeah, I really enjoy its support on uh, communicative uh, gameplay where it relies on you to be able to talk to your teammates to so you have that that sense of, of, of teamwork and hitting your objective. Uh, yeah, so yeah, audio design, fantastic. Use operators is cool. There are moments where it doesn't look as rad, which is an only downside. But uh, yeah, in terms of what the game was, it did kind of surprise me. I, I wasn't super invested in it. Uh, I just knew it was coming out. It was probably one of the first games upon release that we should keep an eye out for. And I'm glad I did. I'm really glad I did. Patch. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, I mean, I'm not doing the full review for the site, but um, I feel really, really positive about it. This is not typically, I mean, PvE versus PvP is absolutely my preference. I'm a PvE guy every single day of the week. Um, but I wasn't all that down for it. Like, I'm not I'm not a Rainbow Six player, whether it's Siege or whatever. Like, I played a couple of rounds at your place once for one of the charity streams. That was that was about it. Enjoyed my time. That we, we, I think we... I, got a copy of siege afterwards and we yeah. never actually went on to play it together um i don't think i even installed it but that's uh apologies ubisoft but this this i'm gonna see myself playing for quite some time this this it's sticky it's got that in some ways indescribable sort of thing that just one more go one more round yeah. whatever and it might be that oh, i can go recover my my operator now or i only need one more one more round that i go semi-decent so that my operator who's my go-to is going to be right to go and i can i can go roll with her uh, him or her again like it's that there's always that carrot being dangled in front just go once more because then afterwards i can do this or my hit my next milestone or etc etc so they've they've really nailed that that aspect of it and it's it's going to keep me going for quite some time i think what about yourself max yeah, they've done well. Um, just adding on to that one more, the fact that each segment only allows for 15 minutes means you know exactly how long your one more is going to take. And 15 minutes in the grand scheme of things is not really not really long. Yeah. Uh, as, as I've said a million times on, on, on stuff like this and on our, on our main show, I am a sucker for cooperative gameplay. I've enjoyed this game solo just as much as I have in a cooperative sense. And... That's, that's big that's praise not, coming from you. That, you know, that's not often that 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 happens. So I'm super keen to dive in more. I'm super keen to see how how well you can play this game in a uh, in a quick play setting of getting match made with random people. I wonder how well you can uh, how well communication. How, yeah, how well it works with or without a lack of communi- with a lack of communication or um, that that barrier. Because uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But you know fantastic game great way to kick off the year and um yeah i'm having a blast there you go well that was our review of tom clancy's rainbow six distraction it is out on the 20th of january on your pc on your playstations on your xboxes 
uh, you know, well, we recommend you go and check it out. But if you want to check out more conversations around Rainbow Six Extraction, go check out Padge and the team over at player2.net.au. Padge, give us the spiel. No, you nailed it right there, player2.net.au. Sean Nichols will be doing a first impressions piece for us and eventually a full review once you get the opportunity to try out things like the quick play and once once the masses are in there. And just, again, like that, that stickiness that I spoke about before, let's see if that's remained the case in a couple of weeks. Um, you can check out a player two plays that Ryan, you joined me for, uh, that we recorded just last night as of when we record this. Uh, and at, at the, the ending, you got to see it. Like the way we smash through that, a tier team stuff. S tier team. It's like work. one of those BuzzFeed BuzzFeed quiz quizzes, but it's important. Like you need to wait till the end. You need yeah, to yeah, see 100%, it through. Yeah, like, Oh yeah, you can you can see the progression. You can. Watch You'll the never whole believe thing how this ends. In victory. Uh, but like the what we discussed before about like how you work as a team, you can see that glue start to build as we actually progressed. And then eventually got to that final that final attempt where we cleared all three objectives in a great way. It's it's a really good feeling. Um, one thing I'll just note from the preview actually that I did a few weeks ago is the Maelstrom protocol, which none of us in terms of our review builds are far enough to actually try out yet. Um, mm-hmm. Three objectives is not where it ends. Yeah, it gets seriously much longer and much harder. Think of that as being like your your raid style experience. Mm. So Ubisoft was uh, able to give me an opportunity to try that out during the preview op- uh, window that I had. And yeah, that, that shit's, that gets real, real. It's, it's really intense. So if, if you've liked what we've described so far and you are playing early days and you're thinking, Oh, it's a little bit on, might be a little bit too easy for me. Firstly, there's difficulty levels, so you can toggle those up. But even if you're starting to smoke that, You've got that opportunity there with this extended mode that is really, really good fun, but oh, so stressful. So go check all that out as well. Well, we'll, we're going to have a lot more to say about this game over over time as we continue to play it and have sort of improved thoughts as we continue. Max, where can people hear our continued thoughts? Well, you can hear our thoughts every uh, podcast goes live every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we also have a uh, uh, that also gets uploaded to YouTube in video format at 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times on the Monday as well. And that is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast, one of the best places to, to hear about PlayStation in this country. And look, you get the trifecta of PlayStation voices in this country. This is it. This is the best. Just saying. I'm back. Humble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on a PlayStation show. You know, I think you, you've given me exactly what I need. Thank you. It's done. Well, yeah. You know, hope you enjoyed our first episode of More The Players, our supplementary content that we're doing alongside the main show. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you stick around and we'll see you in the future. Check all us out on social medias. Those tags are, are above our heads. At HaggardMC for myself, at Paul James Games, at BePossessed101. Come hit us up, talk about Rainbow Six Extraction or whatever it is that you like. But until next time, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And I'm Paul James. And we'll see you then.